0: Of this thing don't no title it i is it rolling bob
1: Okay, we'll just uh, fade that into the background a little bit. And oh, my God. Am I ever enjoying some early Beatles right now? And when I say that, I mean really. I just... It's just so wonderful, this music. I'm not high. This would be the kind of thing, you know, oh, yeah, yeah stone, that's why it sounds so great. No. I just... Uh, sitting in the Toyota at Bluffers Park... Ugh, oh, it's a story I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to start at the beginning. Alright? So we'll just leave this in the back. But it's hard. It's hard for me to talk now and talk over it just they just their voices are just so good. And you gotta remember, like I'm fifteen, sixteen when these guys are just bursting onto the scene. Uh and it's exciting. And I'm I'm a kid. Like I was um Young, naive, innocent. Just a right age and time for the Beatles. And then, as they got older, you know. And they're no longer kids. As they're discovering pot and acid. Uh, so am I. Gosh. Looked like somebody I knew. Um, just—we We just changed with them. They were our gurus. And that's something. It's one thing to hear their music. Go back, oh yeah, yeah, I like that, I like that. But to have actually grown up with it, like as each album came out, wow, that's what you're hearing on the radio, AM, later FM. And that's what you just sort of tuned into, like, wow, new Beatles songs, new albums. It was just phenomenal. And... I've just given myself this little period now to relive that, to rediscover it, to to enjoy it back. And I guess it's a certain frame of mind. I don't know how I got to this frame of mind. Uh, It's normally my nap time. And today I just told myself, no, 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 just go to the car, get get in the Toyota. It's loaded with your Beatles tunes, and I'll explain why drive to Bluffers, and then have your nap there. So I reclined the seat, but I was just so into the music, I, I couldn't sleep. <sighs> so this is um, an early one. This is with the Beatles. They, they always had a difference between the American, the Canadian, and the British albums at the time. So you're sort of jumping from one to the other, and you might have different tracks. Then with the CD release... Like this is 1963, original sound recordings, EMI records. um, Almost all Lennon-McCartney, but not all, right? Uh, There's a Harrison and then other people whose tunes they used. Uh, The one I started off with was Help, and by God, is that ever good too. And again, the album from the soundtrack was one version, and then you've got the album CD, which different tracks on it. Yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway here's the thing as Anthony Marco would preface whatever he's going to tell you tomorrow I'm supposed to be going to the cottage that belongs to Francis Ruby's father-in-law, I guess that's it the Ruby family cottage well that's his name uh, I don't know his wife's name But um, we've been emailing back and forth, and it's going to rain all week. And, you know, I can can manage. A cottage and the rain is okay. But then there is sort of severe weather warnings, like a real downpour. And the problem for me is driving in that. Like, you know, if it's really, really pissing down hard, driving this little Toyota on, you know, back roads up north of Highway 7, Uh, It's not fun. It's not fun. And I've just had a a very, very unpleasant, one of my worst ever um, trips uh, as of last night. And so the idea of another, you know, two to three hour drive in bad weather. uh, I'm not too excited about it. So we don't know what we're doing. And I won't know until tomorrow. But meanwhile, I figured, okay, well, load up the car anyway. If I was going to go tomorrow, and I, I wouldn't go on the road track because I could sleep in the cottage. Pack up the Toyota. What would you bring? And I was doing a little bit of a cleaning of um, the um, road track after its servicing yesterday. I'll get into that, too. Upcoming topics. Um, and pulled out a CD... Tray one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, yeah, twelve holds 36 CDs. I bought this decades ago, uh, I had them in my basement shelf. And then the road track has a, a component, a shelf in the back where you have the DVD player. And I've turned it into like a bookshelf, and then realized these shelves just fit perfectly these DVD cases. So I've got like 72 um, D- CDs up on the shelf and then there's a little room at the end for the DVDs. And I thought, well, for some reason I wanted to hear some Beatles. And then I thought, well, hey, they're all here. Just bring the whole fucking tray. So that's why in my car right now I have a tray of Beatles CDs that I'm totally enjoying. But I wanted to approach this from a a different way tomorrow I may or may not be going to the cottage that Francie has Francie Wubas Francie Wubas has for the weekend Um, and I'm trying to teach myself well it doesn't matter well it doesn't matter now because tomorrow is tomorrow, and now is now. And now, I'm really enjoying these CDs. I mean, really, really, really enjoying this music. It's making me so goddamn happy. Well, why is that? Well, how did this come about? Well, it came about because I was planning on going to Francine Wubus's cottage tomorrow. I don't know if I will or not, but meanwhile, right here with me right now, parked in Bluffers Park I've got the Beatles.
0: you know when she's come home. Come
1: around, leave me alone. I me. This was a rare George Harrison song, but the songs were so simple. The harmony is beautiful, and I love just the simple musicianship. Great, all the stuff they did later. By the time, I mean, I've got "Let It Be" and "Abbey Road" and Sgt. Pepper's" here, but this early stuff and the simple music was a new sound and it, it was ours it was our age it was given to us <sighs> of course we share it so anybody who's not my age wasn't a naive young teenager in love at the time well in love puppy love my big deal back then that from age of 13 on was well if you could get a girl to the theater it was happy days like if you could put your arm around her during the movie and just your hand on her shoulder. That was it. That's as far as you wanted to go. You know, yeah, you might want to kiss, too. But, you know, just that move. And it's a classic joke now, you know. yeah, really. But were kids really naive back then? Like, hey, we're not thinking carnal knowledge here. We're we're, we're just... The girls cute, and you like the smell of their hair when you danced, you know. And there were certain girls you're not even thinking about boobs. You just, well, maybe you are. Okay, so maybe you were. All right, but <laughs> it was so innocent, and this music sort of tied in with that, and, and it was it, it was beautiful. And, and boy, you can never get that back. You can never be that young and innocent again. And I'm afraid for children today. They've never had it. With what with TV and movies and, and uh, culture as it is now. That's There's no hope of recovering that innocence. And I don't mean an innocence like fire and brimstone. You know, because hey, that was no fun. Fear and anxiety. You know, if you did something wrong. Ugh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So, whether or not I go tomorrow or not, is a decision to be made tomorrow. We'll continue to exchange. And now I'm thinking, no, if it's really, really, really going to be that rainy with a weather warning, better it. But however, next weekend I'm going to be in Windsor. And the weekend after that is Halloween and uh, my 35th anniversary. Our 35th anniversary. Oof. So, all right. I guess I don't really want to say anything more. I think I'm just going to go back to uh, my little happy fetal position and listen to this, this music. I mean, some I liked more than others. There's also a few songs that, that stood out. Um, oh, here we are. Please, please me. Maybe that'll go on next. Um, because what have we got on the... Now, the reason I have all these CDs, and I'm happy about it, was a few years ago... Rolling Stone published the top 100 Beatles songs. Well, I realized I don't have them all. So I made it a, a challenge to go out and either buy single individuals like Rain, or just go out and look for used copies, or a deal on the CDs. Um, so I've got them. Here we are. Please please me. That, in Canada, that was a Twist and Shout. And, um, some good stuff there too. Not a favorite, not the favorite, uh, but again, songs that grant and they just—they just you felt you felt these songs in your body. You just felt them. Oh, okay. What's coming after this? Do I, do I need to crank up uh, this next song, or uh, fade out right now? That was till it was you. No, please Mr. Pulsman, we don't need that. All right. I'm going to go to ahead. Oh, this one I like. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let one more little secret out here. I had a girlfriend uh, at the time when I was in grade 11, I guess. he used to go to her house and I'd walk like miles. Like, whoa, well, dude. We're not even talking Lachine Dorval. I think we're, she's in Pine Beach or somewhere. I mean, we're talking uh, great distances in the winter, sometimes in the snow, trudging home. Like, people didn't worry about things then. I guess I don't even know if I hitchhiked. I don't think so. And your bike, you know, in daytime and your bike. Anyway, I'd go out there on the weekends. And what she would do, her hobby was with a sketchbook, sketching pictures of the Beatles from the teen magazines at the time. And and they were really good. And she was the one who taught me how to recognize the voices. Like, I just heard the Beatles. I don't know who's singing what. I don't know, like, the way these girls knew them and knew everything about them from reading the teen magazines. Well, I never bought the teen magazines But I did uh, Start listening Oh, okay And then finally, yeah, okay That's Paul Well, Ringo, that was a given That's pretty easy But it took me a while to get, you know Separate Paul and John And, And now, of course, it's, you know It's pretty damn easy But then that was part of the learning stage For me, anyway So I learned about the Beatles from them But she had a girlfriend who I'm gonna I'm just gonna I don't know how to put this, but was just somehow a lot more attractive. There's just something about her friend Donna. Oh my god. And Donna came from another town and her family was a little different and, and her family I remember I'd go to Donna's house and parents kind of screened every kid who came there, like, yeah, I don't know. You didn't feel entirely welcome at Donna's house. She had come from a place called Don Mills, which was, uh, you know, a suburb of Toronto, which, of course, I know now, but back then, ooh, that's far away. Um, but when I heard that last song, Hold Me Tight, I'm not thinking of Kathy. I'm thinking of Donna. Oh, my God. I want to be holding Donna. I want. I think I maybe I danced with her once at a school dance or something, and I just remember, of course, she was shorter, And just the smell of her hair. And that's all you wanted up your nostrils. was just, oh, the smell of a girl's freshly washed hair. And whatever they put in it, I don't know. It was just chemistry. It was just sheer chemistry. Oh. That was John with that slightly nasal voice. And of course, that's not a Beatles tune. They didn't write that one. But uh, they sure did it. Oh boy, this is fun. So I'm not even going to tell you about my nightmare drive home from the um, road trek servicing. Maybe I'll save that for another time. This will just be a, a Beatles piece. Okay. donna I can still picture her. I mean she's frozen in time at that age even the color of her hair
0: I just can't wait
1: My, uh, my close to the mic quiet voice because I'm just surrounded by so much deep silence it's quite incredible uh, I'm on Malcolm Lake Malcolm Lake I only found that out two minutes ago thanks to uh, Francis Wooby who invited me up to his family's cottage Quite a wonderful place, uh, boy. It's quite a drive getting here. Uh, but yesterday, I drove up three-hour drive, little over, and uh, a lovely, a wonderful drive, like smooth sailing all the way, like no no traffic, no holdups. Like my when Thursday night drive back from Kitchener, which was a nightmare. This was just sail along the 401, cut up on the 37, go through Tweed, get onto the 7, drive up the 4041, which is the route you go to Bon Echo, cut off onto, I think it's 506, to uh, uh, Plavno or Plavna or something like that, that area, and then turn off there onto a dirt road, and another dirt road, and just follow that to the very end. Down a hill, and uh, there's Francis, and there's the cottage. So that's where I've been for, uh, oh, God, not even 24 hours. Arrived just after 2 yesterday. It's now, I don't know, sometime around 9 in the morning. Uh, The sun is out behind clouds. It is not raining. Uh, We almost did not make this trip because of... Stories of weather warnings and heavy rain. Well, that all happened in Kingston where there was flooding apparently. But up here it wasn't too bad. And uh, last night we sat outside on the deck where I am now and enjoyed the most spectacular cloud show. of Just the moon and clouds just moving across this lake and just putting on show after show. I mean, you're seeing faces, you're seeing patterns, Uh, it was just continually changing until finally a long time later, it was just clear, the moon and one planet, which uh, uh, Francis didn't know the name of, he failed at astronomy twice, apparently, couldn't even tell me but uh, I'm guessing Mars what do do you see that's so bright high up in the sky oh, there's a loon there is a loon in line with the sun reflecting on the lake You know, the sparkle effect. You're looking across just at dark trees. It's a wooded area. Out in the loon just dove. It's a lovely, quiet, quiet spot. Quiet this weekend. Normally it's full of kids and cousins and family. And uh, it would be a very different experience. We've come up because it's late in the season. It's uh, October 16th, 17th today. Uh, I'm just lucked out with this weather. It's really nice. You don't need a hot, sunny day. You just need, uh, if you're fortunate enough, a period of non-rain. And uh, again, another cloud show today. Voice is a little hoarse. We, uh, after the uh, after the show of the moon and the planet, we moved into the uh, living area. And Francis built an absolutely wonderful fire in an old wood stove. And that was something I was looking forward to doing. Closed off all the doors, and it was cozy, warm. Uh, By then, we'd each had too much to drink. But the uh, conversations went on late into the night. I guess it was 1 o'clock before I was in bed. Uh, And we talked about everything. You know, it just uh, a lot. I mean, that was the purpose of the trip, was just to, to talk about each other's personal lives, family, marriage. Um, A little bit of philosophy, a little bit of politics, a little bit of the meaning of life, or the lack thereof, Uh, and then more personal stuff, Uh, and it, it was good, it was fun, some laughter. And now it's uh, it's, you get the morning recap on my second cup of coffee. Shitty coffee, I'll see that, but hey, you're a guest in the house, you take what you get. There is a promise to come right now of uh, oven-baked bacon and uh, French toast, which Francis is in the kitchen uh, cooking up right now. Saw the hot griddle out there. He was, uh, when I woke up, he was doing his... uh, his monthly, his weekly bills, sorting out, budgeting, filing. (sighs) Had a good, uh, a good getaway. Very glad it came up. And uh, all is well. God, pretty well told you everything in five minutes. So uh, that may be that. I just thought it was important to uh, see something from the present location. I may have more to say about this later. Maybe not. You know what else is there to say? We had a we uh, we talked, yeah, about his work as well, but mental health, lots of things, and a lot of joshing, and joking, and insulting. So maybe I'll just leave it just there and get back to enjoying clouds have hidden the sun again, but it just keeps peeping out, and uh, suddenly you get this warm blast of hot sunshine, you know, through an opening. But uh, overall, yeah, clouds rolling in, blue sky in the distance. A nice day, and I'm actually looking forward to the drive home. i got to take exactly the same route back. Uh, the only thing I have to do is sort out the Beatles albums in order. I played yesterday uh, Beatles from my driveway to this driveway. And today I'll start off, I think I'll start off with, uh, gosh, maybe Sergeant Peppers. And then I'm going to have to get back to the real early stuff again. I was listening, like li- listening intently yesterday to, you know, albums of which could you see the influence of a future album in the, the present one I was listening to oh yeah okay here this this could have been on that album I went back through revolver through uh, magical mystery tour anyway you don't really need to know but i'm i'm telling you i'm happy all right I guess we'll probably be eat eating in the dining room so i'll shut this down and uh, go in and have some breakfast and Take a dump, Scarber dude signing off from uh, Malcolm Lake way up uh, not that far from Bon Echo. Bye for now. That's the uh, that's the silence.'ll just give you another little taste of that.
0: Don't be blind Can't you see we're two of a kind I gotta say this I hope you don't mind I love you We're two of a kind Just ask yourself And you will find Go together, we're two of a kind No use protesting, be resigned Baby, you know, we're two of a kind I knew it when I saw you I felt it a little more when I talked with you at first All my blues dispersed in disguise My complete surprise When you were feeling it too I'm in love with you I'm in love with you Open your eyes and don't be We're two of a kind I gotta say this I hope you don't mind
1: check that was the five second rule just turn the damn thing on you don't know what you want to talk about but just turn it on and uh, get going so here we are sitting in um, Cedarbrook Park it's a park that's sort of a uh, bit of a ways of, well, I could I could get to it by crossing the street from where we live but I've come at it from the opposite side um, I guess a Cedarbrook community center which is located just below the school, Cedar Brook Junior Public School. Everything is a Cedar Brook here. And that's the high school that my uh, second son went to. And uh, yeah, I, I parked the car up there and uh, thought, gosh, you know, the clouds move and suddenly the sun is out and it's a beautiful day. And, Ooh, I really should be outside. I can't sit in the front seat of the car and podcast. I got to get out. And as soon as you step out, Uh, The clouds roll in and uh, it's not sunny anymore and it's cold and you're glad you got your coat on. Uh, The weather has changed. It's uh, getting into late fall. What is it? The uh, 17th of October today, I believe. I'm sitting on a bench. There's hardly any benches here. I just, you know, I don't know why. There's a huge picnic table uh, and it's covered, roofed over, but Anytime you go there, it's young people, and that could be anywhere from high school to in there, you know, probably up to thirty, and a heavy, heavy smell of smoke. Like that's where they go. We meet here in Cedarbrook Park and uh, get high. So you sort of want to walk past there across the bridge, and you get to the children's park, and you see one bench, and there's a grandfather sitting there with his kids, and I can't sit beside him and talk. So you go a little further and you find, oh, there's one more bench by the swings and the sun comes out and everything is okie-dokie. Except for all the fucking litter. And I, I know these are young people because it's like a carton of chocolate milk and a, a crushed pop can and plastic water bottle and, and tin foil from chocolate wrappers and just shit everywhere when there's plenty of places to park it. I... I it is unforgivable. Well, no, nothing, you know, I can't say it's unforgivable. But you want to beat those. I want that thing I've talked about for so long, the electric cattle prod. All right, here's a little shock. It's going to hurt a little bit. Oh, Jesus, man, what was that? That's because you littered. What? I just, well, what the fuck, man? It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You get another one till you understand. Okay, all right, all right. What do you want me to do? I want you to pick all this fucking shit up, man. Every bit of it. Well, I didn't drop all that. I just dropped the milk carton. Pick up every fucking bit or you get another one. Do you want another one? Okay, Jesus Christ, who are you? The police? No, I'm a good citizen. And I want you to be a good citizen, too. Don't fucking litter. Ooh. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) Am I getting crazy or what? I don't know. But uh, there's no point in podcasting if you're not having fun, man Come on Although, I do podcast sometimes when I'm down, depressed um, Mr. Wooby was uh, pleased to see me looking so well After a podcast, I guess, a couple of episodes ago When uh, I sounded old and falling apart And I had to sell a house and move into a special care home or something That's all changed That was a, kind of an overreaction So uh, be forewarned I'm still a little feisty, and uh, I'm doing okay. I still need to come for a walk, and I'm pissed off like there's many, many, many flights of stairs to come down to this part from, from up above where I was, and I can only do them one step at a time. So it's sort of, the left foot goes on the step, and then it stops, and then you put the right foot on the step, and then the left foot on the next step, that's the left foot is the one with the drop foot and the leg brace. And I cannot. I am unable physically to do left to right, left to right, left to right. Here, I'll, I'll move the mic to the feet so you can hear the stomping. Okay. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. See, I can stomp the feet when I'm sitting down, but I cannot seem to trust to leave the left foot on the step and then lean forward and put the right foot on the next. I don't know why. Uh, I have worked on it. I've tried at Physiotherapy. I'll try some more. God, I can't stand looking. I suppose I should be the guy to bring a bag and pick up this crap so it doesn't spoil it for the next person. But Jesus. It's like, what kind of people do that? And don't they have fr- The friends have to be the same. The friends who see them litter have to be the same people. You know? Doesn't matter. Fucking just a park. Anyway... Uh so I had a very good weekend. Today is uh, Monday. Today was a day to get holy shit, I got to get things going here. I'm leaving Friday for winter. I got to uh, I got to take care of business. So the first thing I did was uh call up the Royal Bank and close my business account. And I had an extremely pleasant Royal Bank ag- agent and I had her laughing like I said, "My god, you you seem in a good mood, I guess. Is that cuz it's Monday morning?" And uh, you haven't had a, a week to get through yet. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I just made the small talk that, to me, is important in our human-to-human interactions. And I even went on to talk about how difficult it is for some people to be at all friendly. And uh, she agreed. And she—you can tell—she enjoyed the interaction with me, and that was the point of it. Okay. I'm going to close. I'm not going to get out of here and get grumpy and why is the Royal Bank taking all my money and they charge too much, which is true, but instead make the exchange pleasant you know it was a pleasure doing it and and they become more cooperative and and it was just it was very it was it was almost enjoyable Well, in fact it was it was actually enjoyable closing down that was my business account that's um you know that's the end of the canadian study tours no more business count and then i called amex or used the phone to cancel my Amex business card, and that's the one I like because I could buy any computer, I could buy anything on the Amex card, and yeah, it was a business expense. Yeah, I needed a new iPad and uh, this and that, and uh, I can't do that anymore. I haven't used the Amex card for a very long time. Amex was really handy because you, you could use it for travel, uh, <coughs> it was a good thing to have, but uh, God, I didn't check to see if I, I don't know if there's such a thing as Amex points. Something that I maybe should have used up. I've got so many points. I mean, I have a lot of RBC points that you can get flights and things. Uh, that's something else i got to do. You know, that's a, that's a good winter project. Go through all your points and see what you can do with them. Um, still haven't had the tree cut, um, but I've decided, no, that base trunk is the thing that's got to go. So i got to call them back. But I, I first want Nelco's no, Go Ahead. Yeah, we'll pay the guy, and we'll get this done. Um, so that's on the list. And uh, what else? Oh, grocery shopping. Eggs, banana, and bread. So I'll be going there after. But I thought I'd um, take back the empties, the empty cans, and um, talk to you first. And then I'll do the grocery shopping and so on. I listened to Mark Marin today with uh, Jane Goodall. She wrote a book, um, The Hope, I don't know, The Need for Hope or The Hope something or other. But um, according to Mark, it was very good in in terms of just, uh, you know, coming to terms, accepting or being aware of all the things that are wrong with the world. So she had somebody play the role of devil's advocate and say, oh, what about this, this, and this? And then she responded, sort of creating room for hope because... uh, she believes it's very important, but when he got into the into the deeper part of her her studies with the primates and the the rejection, how she wasn't following the scientific method, like she was supposed to have given the chimps numbers and, and not had any empathy for them. Uh, instead, she gave them names and was you know had empathy and and she said I didn't put up a battle. I just kept doing things my own way. And eventually, people came around to seeing her way. She said her PhD advisor, trying to teach her the scientific way of doing this, uh, he spent two weeks in Gombe with her. And after two weeks, he said, this has completely changed my outlook. Uh, I learned more in these two weeks with you, with the chimpanzees, uh, here in the forested area, than I have up until now, in all my life of studying. And this is a, you know, a top, I don't know, Whatever he is, not a zoologist, but somebody who knows animals Anyway, anyway, anyway It was a good, uh, a good podcast, glad I listened to it um, I tune out most of the ones Mark Barron is with, you know Comedians I've never heard of And I, I, I admit I go mostly For the famous people But, speaking of not famous people Francis Woobie Now, some of you listening to this Quite a few of the listeners of the Dick and Change podcast Will know Francis Woobie Maybe even have had the pleasure of of meeting him, I think uh, Sue's Muse posted, oh, one of my favorites. Something like that. Um, a, a regular listener to the show, so eventually, when he gets a decent podcast app, he'll be able to hear this too, I'm sure. Uh, but he invited me up to his cottage, his family cottage, which is normally overrun with kids and people and uh, all kinds of cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody else. Uh, but this time it was just him and me. And it was a weekend where, oh, maybe we'll call it off. Well, I think I talked about that earlier. And by God, I'm so glad I went up. The weather cleared. It was only Kingston that got flooded. And we had an incredible night show sitting on the deck outside looking up. Like the cottage is on the lake. Like right at the edge. I mean, I wouldn't take the road trek in there. It was quite a wild ride to get to the cottage. Uh, But boy, was it ever worth it. And so an absolutely marvelous time watching this cloud shows, as because the weather just changed so quickly with the, the wind and these cloud formations, and each one you could see a face. I would mind you. I'd had a, uh, I'd had some weed that helped uh, uh, accelerate the experience. But apparently everything I could see, he could suddenly say, Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that's a a, a cat hunting, you know, or whatever it was I saw. Um, but just a wonderful time just talking and that's what we do. That's, that's the essence of the relationship with Francis and I is, is talking and going deep and going into personal stuff, family stuff, um, philosophy. I mean, he's another person again, I hang out with people more intelligent than me and I'd have to give him credit for being hopefully not a whole lot more intelligent me than me, but at least more intelligent and, and well-educated. And certainly capable of uh, a, a good conversation. And uh, that's the thing we we like to do. And uh, boy, we did that sitting on the deck. And then when we decided it was a little later on and the rain would sort of maybe come by. And we said, oh, let's just move in. And they got a good fire going in a wood stove. So to sit in like a, a parlor, almost an old-fashioned parlor, living room, but with a couple of nice reclining chairs with thick cushions and footstools, their feet up, Facing this lovely wood stove with the fire going. Gosh, that was nice. So, uh, yeah, excellent weekend. I just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, the drive back, the drive there was wonderful. No traffic on Saturday afternoon, and, and boy, what a route through the countryside. And, uh, you know, up towards the area where Bon Echo is, and then off through Plevna and other wonderful areas of roads you just like to drive on. And the trip back was fine until I hit the 401. And then the last hour of any drive on a Sunday afternoon is always a nightmare from sort of Oshawa on. It's bumper to bumper stop and go three, four lanes tight, full of traffic. And and it takes you an hour to do what should be 15 minutes. Anyway, I'm home. I'm getting things done and uh, i thought i would uh, just put in uh, i guess this is almost amounting to fill in this podcast cuz i'd like to finish it thursday before i head off and then so that the next podcast can be about uh, my time in winter apparently according to some people i won't name them in case you know it causes a rift in the community but uh, but according to some people i i speak too highly of um, Shane and Tom, maybe suck up to them, or, or uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to correct that a little bit. Shane and Tom. Well, they're two individual people. We just I lump, I lump the, names, the names together because if I'm going to go to Windsor, I'm going to see both of them. And if one of them is not there, I'm not going to Windsor. It's as simple as that. Um, Tom, of course, owns the Fog Lounge has managed to get that through uh, all these rough times, which is really something in these very difficult times, like has adapted and, and has been creative and has just done any number of things just to hang on and keep that business going. And that that's worthy of, uh, you know, just a great deal of respect Out to Tom. Shane, on the other hand, well, listen, I should save that until I get to... Uh, I get to Windsor before I go on too much more. But as to, I don't know if the term was sucking up to them, but it was something rude, something like that. Um, and uh, you know what? What can I say? I guess. See, in the beginning, here, here's the thing. Here's the root of the problem. In the beginning, Shane and Tom were, bam, right up there. With the podcast elite, back when they did the squeeze box podcast, back in the days when they used to sell t-shirts at uh, PodCamp, so they were somebody and they were young, they were just kids back then, and so people, wow, you know who's these who are these young guys? They're really funny, and uh, they got these cool t-shirts, and uh, and I, I always go back to the story. Where I'm talking with uh, the fellow who got many of us indirectly started. Well, got CBC into podcasting. Um, what's his name? Todd Maffin. Todd Maffin. So there, there was already an elite within. And this is for you outsiders or new to the new to podcasting. We're talking fifteen plus years ago. Anybody who's started in two thousand and four, I didn't get in there. I didn't get mine up till uh, April two thousand five. So anybody who had a podcast in 2004 automatically they're granted they're grandfathered in as like gold status whether they're podcasting now or not they they have that thing and there was quite a few people back then but uh so you got your todd maffins now todd maffin was connected with cbc so he was automatically we can call him an a-lister or the you know platinum status podcasters um he had a good how-to series, which I really enjoyed. Like I even how to pour Guinness, which I actually used on one of my earlier podcasts with his permission, of course. So there was Todd Maffin, and then there was a a, a lady who I'm, I'm sorry to you if this sounds sexist or anything, but she is absolutely beautiful, Angela Misery, and uh, I might be pronouncing her name incorrectly. I, I am sorry. She's written several children's books about uh, Sherlock Holmes's grandniece, I think. Uh, which I've bought for my students from Japan. Um, so, and she was also worked for CBC, and now she's she's doing all kinds of things and still writing and uh, has a lot to do with that um, Canadian, uh, Walru- the walrus online. I see her name there all the time. So Angela was one of them, and, and so, and then Julian, of course, the the only one we know with the just the single one name, Julian, uh, from Montreal who since became a, uh, I guess, um, a big somebody because there was a lot of money behind his uh, breather uh, business. I don't know. I haven't heard much about that recently. Of course, COVID would have just brought it to its knees. Although you'd think it would have been a very, very good place to adapt to COVID. Like, here's a place that has been thoroughly cleaned and you're safe to use on your own. But anyway, I don't know. I, I don't have an update on it. I'm just All I'm doing is trying to get you who are the Platinum Status members. And I guess a lot of people wanted Shane and Tom up there because they, they were young, they were cute, and they were funny, and uh, so on. So I guess they were. So the rest of us, all the others, you know, could never quite be up there. You just didn't put yourself there. You couldn't get there. And yeah, you'd have to admit, you're a little bit in awe, but if they were if there was a circle of of any of those people talking, you didn't just go you might stand on the fringe instead sort of there, but nobody you wouldn't get make any eye contact or anything and uh so I remember Todd Maffin was talking to me, and i thought oh this is this is an honor and then, just in the middle, probably halfway through a sentence, I was probably telling him something or trying to say something about my podcast halfway through the sentence he suddenly caught sight of the squeeze box the actual artifact the squeeze box this is like the rock you know oh my god really that's it wow and he just tore off like he didn't he didn't say. Ex- I don't think there was an excuse me or anything I think it was just like a a cloud of dust as he headed towards where Shane and Tom and the squeeze box were and so i suppose you know maybe some people might think, well, that, you know, that must have... How did you feel? Well, hey, come on. It was Shane and Tom. Of course Todd Maffin is going to go and talk to them and not me. So, you know, maybe it sounds a little bit like I'm just a little bit... Maybe there's some bitterness here about it. And I... And I you know, where can I go with this? Like, like, where do I take this? What do, what do I do with this now? And is that why I've, I've worked so hard... On my friendship, to maintain the friendship with Shane and Tom? Is that why I put so much of myself into keeping this? Like, do they come to Toronto? No, I go to Windsor. You know, do they send me a ticket? Like, hey, Ken, let me get you a first-class rail ticket. I would love to see you. No, I buy the tickets. I mean, I, I was even... I had to go by bus on a few trips to Windsor. Like a bus, a Greyhound bus to get there. Because of lack of funds and, uh, and support. But anyway, I suppose I, maybe I'm not done with this, but I, I wanted to give... I'm trying to clear up the relationship between myself, a.k.a. Scarborough Dude, and Shane and Tom. And I, and I guess part of it, I was explaining to, uh, to somebody recently that there was somebody called My Marilyn, who did the My Marilyn podcast, which was about Marilyn Monroe... And at Podcamp, we tried so hard to get into that inner uh, A group circle. We really tried, you know, and uh, it, I'm telling you, it was difficult. So I suppose I, we could all say, well, Shane and Tom have just, they're, they're just not the people they were. They've, you barely ever hear a podcast from them now. They each blame each other. That's the thing they've got going. It's like a game, they each blame the other one. So, you'll hardly ever hear anything from them. So, anyway, I, that, that's just a little background. I'm going to leave it there. And when I get to Windsor, I'll bring you up to date on the status of the relationship between Scarborough Dude, uh, Tom, Fog Tom, and Shane. I don't even know what's Shane, he's become a businessman. And so, in fact, you're not even supposed to talk about old Shane and, uh, you know, the, the rude things he used to say on Squeezebox podcast, because it, it would, he's, I don't know if he's actually mayor of Ford City, but he's something important within Ford City. He owns a lot of real estate there, uh, rents it out. Um, his wife is now involved in the business, has her own store. A lot of things happening there. They've they bought a house, flipped it, bought another house. Apparently it's got a pool and everything. Uh, so it's quite, it's really quite phenomenal uh, what he has achieved. This is not, you will not see this guy selling t-shirts anymore. I mean, that, that image of Shane, the guy, you know, screening and, and running these things off and sort of uh, getting out, setting up a table at PodCamp and selling t-shirts. You won't see that. You'll, you'll never see that again. That guy's gone. And as for Tom, well, wait till I get there. And uh, I'll bring you up to date on the next Nixon Jane's podcast. Scarborough dude signing out from uh, Cedarbrook Park. The sun is out, and I gotta go grocery shopping. Bye for now. Okay, we're going. I'm uh, parked outside Warden Woods Community Center. It is Wednesday, October something, um, the 20th, okay, October 20th, seems significant. I was reflecting, um, I used to do some mediation here, I was certainly observing and sitting in on them, and uh, yeah, working with a couple of people. So this whole area around Warden Woods, near the Warden Subway Station, I associate with neighbors fighting with each other because there was a lot of that going on and it's I think some of it subsidized housing and I think there's more likely to be disputes in such an area than in uh, you know other suburbs where neighbors have a greater distance between them. It's not always the case. I'm not talking about poor people here and making generalizations. They don't know how to get along. God, you got to be so careful these days. Everything you see can be misconstrued, taken another way. Oh, yeah? yeah? Anyway, all right, drop that. It's my podcast. I'll say what I want. Thank you. Um, I Never fear of losing listeners, that's for sure. The hardcore that are left uh, will always forgive me. Uh, but anyway, I'm just out from uh, my um, physiotherapy. I had a trainee, a guy. He was very good. Um, but you know, you could tell he was thinking, okay, what, what next, what should we do next? And so today I was back to the full-time staff member who was training him and it was really nice. And you could really, there was a difference. Like she just has so much experience behind her and she was understanding what was going on by my reactions to each exercise, you know, and coming up with the next one. Okay. We're going to try this now. And it was wonderful. It was really good. Um, So I'm very grateful. This is at um, Providence Healthcare Center. There's a falls prevention clinic. And a lot of the work has to do with me learning to trust my left leg again, the knee, the left knee, because it it just, it doesn't, you know. Uh, But anyway, I'm not going to go on about that. Other than to say it was a good session, I'm grateful uh, what else have we got going on um this is I've only got a few minutes to finish off this podcast again I heading to windsor 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 Friday and um I felt today I felt when I woke up kind of overwhelmed and I thought that's odd there's really nothing but it's oh I got a dental appointment I've got a new. Dental hygienist, and every time they change it, I go through this stage. Okay, okay, now I got to train her. Look, I got a gag reflex. Look, I'm really sensitive. Look, I have this thing about dentists. Look, it's really stressful. Okay? You got to know that. You got to be gentle. And they know. I know they tip them off, and they always assign me. And right away, they say, Oh, listen, she's new. Everybody likes her. She's good. But every single time, after I get used to the previous one and they give me a new one. And I know subconsciously that just adds a layer of stress to each visit. Okay, what is this person going to be like? Oh, and then there's just, you know, my, the, the, I know the work my wife has to have done, even though it's her who's having it done, we're paying the $3,500. And so I was... On um, with my bank energy yesterday, like how bad is our situation sort of you know wanting to hear no, it's okay, it's okay, uh and in fact, I think overall it is okay, but the reality of me not having an income and not having oh well, you got that nice padded company benefit with uh cost of living factored in with your uh you know your your um, whatever the funds that they pay you, your, your your pension plan. No, no, there's no such thing. Business ended, bam, that's it. No money. So that's I think concerning me a little bit. Uh, although you know he reminded us, if you sell the house, you have the cash. You have that cash, if you don't spend it, is going to generate a nice lump sum if you invest it properly. But we don't want to sell it. Hey, you sell the house. Well, where are you going to live? Well, holy shit. There goes the money. So we can't sell. So anyway, anyway. So there's a lot. I guess there's a lot unconsciously that's causing me a little bit of anxiety and stress. And it's just, you know, day-to-day living, there's things to do. Like I got a whole list of things. Okay, you got to do that today. Ugh. And I guess one of them was, well, finish the goddamn podcast. Now, this is not stressful. This is my release this is my 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 escape, my chance to vent and share uh, I wish there was something good I could positive I could end with um, it's certainly not gonna be in the news and no, it's not in the cost of living going up you know four point five percent that's a lot anybody on fixed incomes and I guess the it just accentuates, and, and you know, I, I, I led my life, and so, you know, I can't bitch about not having an index pension because I didn't earn one. Um, but there is so much unfairness when you think about politicians who get elected, and suddenly, bam, okay, you got a pension for life, buddy. You and your family are looked after, and you got benefits, and... uh There's such an inequality, and I guess that's that's simply it. There is so much inequality in this system, and it's you know extreme in America, but it's here in Canada. And and so there's a voice keeps saying, "No, man, you should be doing everything you can to support uh, an NDP government." But you never get too inspired with their leaders, and you know they're so easy sidetracked, and you just hope that this present. Minority government of the liberals will be pulled further to the left by the NDP for that balance of power. Uh, And just try and make things a little more fair, a little more equal. And make uh, really what you want to go at is these uh, people hiding their money offshore to avoid paying taxes and, and the super rich. Come on! It's not right And it's interesting, somebody just, maybe it was, I don't know, a podcast or somewhere talking about these ridiculous figures that, okay, it was actors at the top make so much that there's none left over, you know, that sucks all the money out so that anybody just trying to make a living as an actor, sorry, you're just going to scrape by. You're going to have to have another job because you can't do it. The system is so out of whack. And it's the same for sports. You pay a guy, you know, guaranteed 10 million a year. Well, fuck off. Fuck off with that money. It's ridiculous. Well, because it's a big business, it's sports, people watch it on television. We can sell that. Sell the merchandise. it's just like how are people still so fucking stupid that you're in support of something like this? And who can afford box seats? Nobody. A regular season's tickets. No, you got to be rich. Fuck off! Fuck off! There should be mass movements, and maybe, 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 hopefully the younger generation is just not going to buy into that. The people who are going to take off power as my age dies off, that others are going to come on. No, I'll watch, go watch a Little League softball game in the neighborhood. I'll have fine that way, and I'll take my kids to that. But uh, not to these big franchise sports. And no, I don't have to watch their fucking games on TV and And so on. You know, more equality, more fairness, more fair wealth distribution, more government support for people who need it. And that money is coming from the taxes on the super rich and rich corporations. Okay? Funny, funny, end on a funny, funny note, picture of, um, what's his name? Star Trek, our Canadian hero, uh, working in a... um, an Amazon warehouse to pay off his flight (laughs) into space. Uh, I like that. Scarborough Dude signing out. See you next time from, uh, from, oh my God, from Windsor. Bye for now.